We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870, taking you till 7 o'clock tonight, and it'll be the Matt McMahon Show, LSU basketball. It's a little after 6.20 tonight. Rich Marty, a former New Orleans Saint, wide receiver, all-pro, special teams performer. But, man, unbelievable he is going into the uh, Nassau Hall of Fame for lacrosse, and he is one of two players inducted that played in the NFL that were also major college All-Americans in lacrosse. And the other one is Jimmy Brown. So it goes to show you, uh, man, Rich, and we knew a little bit about he played lacrosse, but not to this extent until, Bob, he, he kind of told us uh, this past year that uh, he was going into the Hall of well, Fame. Well, and, and, uh, listen, we love Rich, uh, but you know what? You always want your offspring, and uh, he has to be proud of Michael Marty. Yep, Mike. And what he's able to do to play for the Saints and – uh, you know, he's a big part, my understanding, in going Penn forward State and uh, Penn State and name, image, and likeness yes. and all that. No, yeah, that that's the game, so yeah, good for him. And um, Mike's a pretty sharp guy, played linebacker, special teams, and uh, again, now involved with uh, Penn State athletics. We're going to go back to our Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line. We're going to go to Jimmy and Gretna. Jimmy, you're in the huddle with Bobby and Mike. Hey, y'all. hey, look, I really enjoyed that Rob Ninkovich interview. Yeah, Rob was uh, awesome. Was hey, no, no, isn't he a Croatian, Jimmy, like you? <laughs> Turns out you are 100% correct, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, you know, at another time when I got more time, I'll tell you, you know how you guys have a nickname. And I got some Cajun blood in me. You know how you guys call each other Coon A's? You know what yeah, I'm talking about? Yeah, you can about? say Coon oh. Ass, or that, that's what we call Okay, I, mean, I didn't know. I didn't know if Charlie would hang up on me. No, no you right? can't hang so up. Since you could say Coon Ass. No, he went to <laughs> University of Louisiana Lafayette. Yeah, he, he's heard that Go Cajuns. Go Cajuns. There's a lot of Coon Ass in Lafayette. Well, well, there's a nickname for Croatians down here in southeast Louisiana called Tacos. T-A-K-O. Not like Taco Bell, but right. with a K. I'll tell you another time why. It's a long story, but, yeah, if you ever talk to some old Croatians. But, yeah, look, Brandon Ingram's back tonight. We need him. I think we're at a 30% win clip without him and Zion. I think we're going to win at least 50% of the games until Zion gets back. And then I when he gets so. back, 70% or more. That's what we were doing beforehand, Mike and, and yep. Bobby. And, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm really I'm sad to hear about Sean Payton. And it seems like maybe his value's decreasing. we got to get something for him. Whether that's Denver or somebody, we we, we got to get something, man. We need something to uh, build on this offseason. Because well, um, well, well, uh, uh, you uh, know uh, what? A year from now, we're going to be talking about the same damn thing. Well, uh, Jimmy, I, I think not. it's in Sean Payne's best interest, and it's all about leverage. And the Saints' best interest if something happens now. Uh, not next year. Now, you still can maybe work something out, but you still don't have the stroke like if it happens now. I'm telling you, watch behind the scenes. The Washington situation uh, yes, is interesting. Yes, the Washington Commanders, I'm and, telling you. But it would you. depend on who bought them. Yeah, you know? but, but Mike, but, but you know the NFL behind the scenes. They would say who's the potential buyer that's going to come about uh, of uh, Mr. Snyder and all that uh, come March. He's out the picture. Uh, Mike, uh, that could be like, 
Okay, well, who's the new owner for uh, Washington Commanders? You don't even know. But you don't think behind the scenes that if Sean Payne would accept something with Washington, that, that would always be all ducks in a row. Yeah, yeah, and and that may be something that uh, uh, that was kind of floated this week that about a mystery team. and That's the mystery team, I'm telling you, because they could cut Carson Wentz and have to pay him nothing. You have to look at uh, – okay, Charlie, I'm going to give you another assignment. Uh, <laughs> look at, like – where is Washington at with their draft capital and their salary cap going forward? And what could Sean Payton manipulate to make the Washington Commanders relevant? Because the NFC East is not the NFC least no more. No, it's tough. Considering where the Eagles are at. Really and, tough. Uh, uh, look at the up-and-coming Giants. The and, Giants had and, uh, and top that, three you youngest can't, team. You can't and, just throw the Cowboys yeah, out. Yeah, I'm not throwing them. They, 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 they <laughs> throw them out. They had the chance to gonna, win it this year. Because they're going to still have a good football team. They're going to have a good football team, but their chance to win the Super Bowl was this year. They ain't going to do nothing until 2025. Remember what I'm well, telling I, you? I, I agree that this was the uh, better This was chance. the year, yes, because they were dealing with the salary cap and all that. And I'm telling you, uh, when you go look at Washington, uh, they have studs on that team. Look how what was everybody poo poo in Dallas about why they did not uh, were too excited about them going into the postseason because the Commanders crushed them in the Mike. final game. Sam oh, uh, Howell in the final game from North Carolina. Mike, Mike yeah. uh, okay, then just look at the line of scrimmage at all. They whooped them, so that's why I'm telling you, Sean's going to look at all that so that dark horse watched the Commanders. Uh, when all said and done, boy, did have a lot of spotlight thrown on Washington. You owner. And if that would happen, honor, and, we'll have to hey, see. Does all that occur? Mike, but, but I remember uh, Washington. Because we've been down this road with you. I'm, I'm going to say Redskins. The Washington Commanders in that Washington, D.C. market <laughs> with Maryland, Virginia, and all that right there, because the nation's capital, I want to say they're not the Dallas Cowgirls. Uh, Dallas Cowgirls the number one pro franchise in the world. But, Mike, I want to say it seems like it's been like this for the past 30, 40 years. With horrible ownership, too, when you look, with Danny well, Snyder. Uh, oh, 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 and, and then when you look at it, they still, I want to say out of 32 teams, they're the top five or six as far as market four. value. Okay, they, they were, were four, four right. I think it was either so three or four. That's, that's what I'm saying. But, so, so man, look at just that. think if, uh, you know, and he was in the old age, Jack Kent Cook when he had him, and he had Joe Gibbs and, and that group, what they would be worth today if they were winning at that level. Oh, I, I, listen, Joe Gibbs. Uh, they would be in the two spot. Joe Gibbs, to me, what he did with the Redskins uh, back in the 80s, and, and you look at winning Super Bowls, this goes back to even to the strike here. I was playing in the USFL with the Michigan Panthers. They won that Super Bowl uh, that year. I'm trying to think who, who did they beat, but they ended up winning the Super Bowl. That was the strike here. It was strike short season. That would have been the um, – 82 season, 83, that was a strike year. And how many guys win it with Joe Theismann, Doug Williams, Mark Rippin? Mark Rippin. No, no. How about uh, that? Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> and right now, a lot of young people just, they, they don't even know Joe Gibbs, what he did with the Washington football no, team. No, they only remember him for his NASCAR. Uh, yeah, yeah, Joe Gibbs racing. <laughs> that's it. And it's like, yeah, that's what they remember him from. Bobby, to your point about Washington, I just looked it up. Their middle of the pack, as far as cap space goes, they have about $7 million. 
But as you were saying about Carson Wentz, they could cut him pre-June 1st and not have any dead money against the cap. It's literally $0. As so, far so, as their draft uh, capital, they had the 16th overall pick this year in the first round, uh, 47th overall pick in the second round. They don't have a third-round pick, but they have all their other picks in round four, or five, six, and seven this year. So what if they went the free agent route and they brought in, like, uh, with Sean Payton, I'm just saying in theory, uh, with a Derek Carr or a Jimmy G? You could free up a lot of cap space by moving on from Wentz, and then yeah, yeah you, you would have the money to do something like that. Yeah, so. We'll be back with more sports talk here on the Big 870, and Rich Marty, who is entering the Lacrosse Hall of Fame right after this break on the Big 870. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. Mike to tell you along with the Cajun Cannon, Bobby Bear, And the third member of our television crew uh, every Tuesday is on the Oakland Hard Jewelers talking text line, Rich Marty. Rich, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. How you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I mean, man. I miss you guys. Just, we've missed one Tuesday already. I feel like it's been a year. Yeah, yeah, uh, boy, uh, Rich, Rich, somebody. Uh, uh, we have to do that show to the day we die. Uh, <laughs> Martin Falls at HTV and Homa. Uh, we got to keep doing that. And it might be, oh, well, where's Rich or Bobby or Mike, whatever? Oh, they couldn't make it this week. They just passed away. Uh, that, that, <laughs> Thank we're, we're, you, Bob. Right. <laughs> no, we got to keep doing that forever. Rich, I got to tell you this. I had a businessman in, in home I had to talk uh, at lunchtime. He tells me, like he said, tell this to Rich and he'll understand. He gets paid the most money for the least amount of airtime of anybody that's doing television today, which you do, guys. <laughs> Well, you know what? I've said it many times. You know, I could, if I could squeeze Martin for some more money, I, do, I try to do it. But you know how that goes. But you know, just being there, it's so much fun. And Bobby's right on. I mean, I so enjoy being there with all you, both of you. You're, you're just so knowledgeable. It's really refreshing for me. And then the the, the fans that we have there, the, the live audience. Yeah. All those people I've known since I was in the barge business back thirty something years ago. Forty. You know, I used to lease barges at Terry Bro. Yeah, Terry. Yeah, and he's still involved with it too. Also, yeah, uh, but, he's older than dirt, Terry. So. <laughs> but uh, Rich, uh, I knew you played lacrosse, but I didn't think at this level. And man, then you start telling me about uh, the All American situation, and then you tell me, man, Mike, I'm going into the Nassau Lacrosse Hall of Fame, and I'm like, what? And you said there's only one other guy who played, was an All-American lacrosse and played football, and that's Jim Brown. So, man, first of all, congratulations. You're going in Saturday the 28th. Uh, it be at the uh, Long Island Marriott Hotel. First of all, man, best to you and, and well-deserving. But, man, the resume is unbelievable. I wondered why it took you so long to get in. Well, well, well Rich, <laughs> you were way too humble to not acknowledge. Uh, yeah, because uh, we didn't know that. Uh, we really didn't. I knew you played lacrosse, but I didn't know you were that much of a stud. Now, uh, to me, uh, the, the hell what you did at Penn State in football or Saints football. When you in the same conversation in the Hall of Fame with Jim Brown, uh, that speaks volumes. And uh, yeah. uh, that you were that dominant lacrosse player. 
Well, I appreciate that, and, and thank you so much. And Bobby, it's the only time I can say that you know you're here and I'm here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is true. That is true. That is true. But I, you know, I have to say, and this will be you know a big part of my my acceptance speech. Um, I, I played. There, there are seven. It's the Long Island um, Lacrosse, Metro Metropolitan Lacrosse Hall of Fame, and on our high school team. There are seven guys. I'll be the eighth guy, and both coaches are in that Hall of Fame. And, and Long Island being a hotbed of lacrosse, um, so I had a lot of a lot of help, a lot of great All American athletes around me throughout since eighth grade, ninth grade. I mean, I've been so incredibly lucky and fortunate. And well, well the best part Rich, about did you is, did you love lacrosse more than football? Or it was like a hand in hand. What, what was it? Now, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to say this on the air and admit it in public probably for the first time, but I was a lacrosse guy. I, I did football because that was paying my way in college. But um, I really absolutely passionate and loved football. I love lacrosse. The great thing about lacrosse is I loved practice. Practice was fun. I mean, football's hard. You know that, Bobby. Right, Football's right. not during the week. You know, it's fun on Sunday afternoons if you get to that level or, or Saturdays, but – you know, it's a it's a long grind. Lacrosse is, you know, you work hard and you you got to run a lot. I mean, we ran gosh forever, but every practice, every time you pick up a stick, it's fun. Well, the thing, the, the the thing is, Rich, you don't see uh, like uh, soccer or uh, the world's football. You don't see any fat lacrosse players or, 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 or soccer <laughs> players because you got to run. You got to be able to run, and you got to continuously run. Now you have to be aggressive. And all that uh, when you think of like body checks, but Rich, I've always been in- intrigued. And, and correct me if I'm wrong. Then lacrosse start out as a Native American sport. Oh, there would yeah, the, try versus yeah. try or something. Explain that to the audience. Upstate. Well, I mean, I, I don't know if you understand the tribal thing, but I, I don't fully. But the um, yeah, it started up. I think it started up in up uh, in New York, upstate somewhere. New York, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, and and it's. You know, it really it took root on Long Island, um, and you know I could show you pictures of our original sticks were all wooden. The the side of the sticks were cat gut, believe it or not, and you had to go home and <laughs> and stoke the cat gut and and make it. You know, you molded it kind of like a baseball glove. You molded it the way you wanted it. The ball came out back then. The ball came out in all kinds of directions. You had no clue. Today they're so precise. I mean, they're, they're throwing the ball 110, 120 miles an hour. So imagine getting hit with a with a super ball. It's it's a it's a ball the size of a tennis ball, but it's a super ball. The second bounce bounces forward. It's solid rubber. So it's a, so it gets pretty. You know, you can you can get uh, it gets your attention. But yeah, it's a it's just a it's an incredible game. You've got a little basketball plays in it. The pick pick away. Um, you got some soccer stuff in it. So it's it's a combination. It's, it's a fast sport. Um, the field is big and long, um, and it's just a, it's just a very exciting game. And I think what's happening, it's you know, one time before pickleball, it was the fastest growing sport in the country. I think what's happening, you're getting a lot of kids now that are that are moving away from the football thing. The, the size of the lacrosse players are now the typical size is you know six one, six two, hundred ninety pounds, two hundred pounds. So you're getting some of the football players that are moving to lacrosse. Unfortunately, the the pro league is not really taken off. Yeah, you know, team drives that, but but the college is unbelievable, and 
and there's still some several proteins out there that you know a couple of the key guys make make some good money, but the rest of them don't. Now, uh, Rich, uh, talking about taking off, uh, what about uh, I don't know if, if I'm describing this right, uh, but your foundation, and you've done this a number of years on the North Shore. Uh, right here, uh, all for the Mandeville Covington community, uh, all on the North Shore, as far as uh, your tennis tournament. Uh, I know I can remember uh, that I, I am like, uh, I don't know, the, the umpire, and you were playing Jim Henderson, that that might have been, I don't know, what was that, about 10, 12 years ago or something? And I'm the umpire, and, and, you, and you and Jim Henderson uh, playing a competitive tennis match, and People are watching, and I know your foundation, all the money you've been able to raise with that. Well, thank you for bringing that up. Several things. I mean, Jim Henderson's about 90, so I think it was about 30 years ago. Um, <laughs> and, and I couldn't beat him then. I probably can't beat him now. But the um, the foundation, we've had the, the Rich Marty Cancer Fund. Um, we do business now as the Marty Cancer Fund. It's a 501c3. It's now in our 42nd year of fundraising, and we're statewide. You know, we did a we did a fundraiser. We did a, a free screening in Homa at Terrebonne a couple of weeks ago. Uh, so we, we're all over the state. But we've been able to raise over the years um, close to $4 million. The money goes to early detection, education, and individual needs for people that are financially strapped because it, it, it affects the finances pretty heavy for most people. And uh, we're getting ready for it. We had a golf tournament for 26 years. We started back in 1979, and Katrina kind of blew that up. But we're having our 35th annual tennis, um, <clears throat> Rich Marty Tennis Classic at Stone Creek in Covington, and um, it's it's just been a, it's been a great social event. It's a five day event. Uh, we have mixed doubles. In fact, Bobby, I just wrote you a letter today. Invited you to come out again and see if you can, uh, you know, get to that level. Get to here. Um, so and there. Well, 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 the whole thing is, uh, uh, listen, uh, uh, my wife's into tennis these day and age, and, and so maybe she might want to participate. <clears throat> I, I would be the umpire and, and be uh, the entertainment. Uh, th- well, Daddy that, can that do, Rich. Yeah, you know, I, I, that. Do, but, yeah. <laughs> Daddy can do, Rich. <laughs> Rich, uh, sort of tell everybody doesn't know your whole story. If you know, you you went to JUCO, you played lacrosse, and then end up at Penn State. Uh, to play football for one of the legendary coaching Joe Paterno, but kind of how that ride took you, so to speak, from high school to JUCO and then to Penn State. Yeah, great question, and I go back to you know some God was watching over me. I, you know, you never get there by yourself, Bobby. You know that you've been in athletics. There's right. a lot of around you to help you get there. So, you know, I wasn't a great student in high school. I went to junior college. Uh, didn't even play football my freshman year. I didn't. I, I, that's. I, did, I was tired of playing football. I didn't like it. I just played lacrosse, and and uh, we won the <clears throat> junior college national championship. And I was a junior college all American there. And then I went out for football the next year. Played two games. Stepped in a hole. Blew my knee out. Couldn't play lacrosse. Got a quick. I uh, got a uh, full ride to the University of North Carolina to play lacrosse. And then Jim Wyman, who one of my coaches, 87, he just died about three months ago, unfortunately. But he was a football coach, and he was a grad assistant at Penn State about five years prior to that. So I signed a letter of intent, go to University of North Carolina, full ride to play lacrosse. I was going to walk on the football team. And then uh, Wyman called me up and said, hey, Joe called me. He says, he asked me if I had anybody who could catch the ball. So I gave him your name. Well, no film. 
no nothing really. Two games for two days. I was playing fullback. And uh, <laughs> Joe offered me a full ride. Yeah, 165 pounds. <laughs> back. And uh, Joe offered me a full ride. And, you know, I, I, Dad's there and he says, We want you to come up. We'll, we'll pay your education. And that's going to be number one. You're going to get your education. Um, and if you're good enough, you'll play a little football. That's what he told me. But um, I said, Well, I'm not coming unless I can play lacrosse. And my dad kicked me so hard under the table. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah, whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, that, no problem. Kid. Uh, uh, boy, uh, Rich, <laughs> a problem. I can tell you. But, uh, well, but, so I've been very fortunate and blessed to have people watching over me and and being around some very good people that that just looked out for me. So I, I've been, I'm, I'm, I have so many blessings to to thank. So well, uh, well, Rich, uh, boy, look what what you did at Penn State. Uh, but you know your offspring and all that. Well, you always want, uh, you know, you. You want to succeed, but then your offspring, you want them to succeed. Sure. I mean, you have to be proud of Michael. What he did in Mandeville Skippers, and all of a sudden, what he was able to do at Penn State and his and he leadership. he could have left. He could have right. left and, and easily. And he stayed there and was one of those leaders in all the controversy uh, with Joe Pa and, and, and all what came about. And then now what he's still doing with Penn State. Uh, you got to be proud of that. And and, and you and your wife, you gotta, I got to give you a lot of credit that you all raised a fine young man. Well, thank you so much, Bobby. I appreciate that. We, we are proud of him. Not, not what he did on the field as much as what he did off the field when all of that stuff came down. And not only him, but everybody, all the seniors on that team could have left. And um, they left a lot of money on the table. None of them left. But it goes back to what I hope we're not losing, and that's in college football with this NIL stuff. And that's the, these kids made a commitment to the university. They made a commitment to Joe. And most of all, they made a commitment to their teammates. And they stuck by it through really some very, very difficult times. It's, it, it took its toll on a bunch of those kids. Right. They, they talked about it today. It's been 12, 11 years, 10 years. And uh, it was very, very difficult. And Bill O'Brien was the coach at the time, and he was the right guy. He was incredible for the kids. He just joined forces, and they bonded together. And uh, they did some incredible things. They did a documentary on it, and they're trying to get it out. I think Warner Brothers bought it in one of their venues at some point, you know, whenever it comes out. It's called Saving the Raw. And uh, it's not really about Penn State. It's about the commitment that these kids uh, made um, when they went to the University of Pennsylvania. And quite frankly, the, um, Barkley um, – was watching all this, and he's what, and and the dad was telling him before he made a commitment. That dad, his dad was telling me, "Well, you're not going there. That's a crazy place." <laughs> and Barkley, Barkley told his dad, it's, "That's exactly why I don't want to go there because it's it's all about tradition, right. about these kids and the commitment they made." So that's that's deep and longstanding, and that's 60 years of Joe Paterno. Now, so, uh, you know, Rich, how about uh, we got a text here and. I don't know. I'm Max Rich. This right now. Yeah, I was going to ask it too. I saw the text. It was zero three nine two. Rich Marty was the emergency quarterback for the Saints. I think he actually played a game at quarterback. Is that true? You, you probably were the emergency yeah. quarterback for the Saints, but did you actually play, play in the a game? game? No. That, well, I was an emergency. That's the damn shit. Uh, <laughs> they're thinking of Guido Merkin. Okay, they're a, thinking of Guido. I got yeah, you. I was a backup tailback, and I did a little. You know, I knew some of the tailback plays, but no, I never played quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, now, yeah, that, that's that's what we thought too. Through, some of the guys that came through our organization, I probably could have played better than, but no, you know, outside <laughs> Arthur. 
Hey, but Rich, think about uh, you are one of the best special teams players, and what now? If you top notch, would they pay them? Uh, if you top notch special teams player, you get a million dollars. Think about you're that. You're a multi million dollar uh, yeah, player. Yeah, today. yeah, yeah. If you look uh, what Justin Hardy got. If you're a special teams ace, yeah. huh? It's crazy. I didn't make a million dollars my whole career in eight years. I didn't make a million dollars. I'm half of that. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's amazing. You it's a, in one game, didn't you? No, no. I, 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 I no, listen. Tell him uh, he's uh, okay. Don't, no, don't stroke uh, him, Rich. Uh, uh, with but this. no, but no, no. <laughs> Rich, you all know you know this story. I was like 1990. I held out a whole year. I was trying to get market value. I didn't have a contract. People think, oh, why are you held out? Why I didn't have a contract? And Finks was so old school. He goes, ah, we'll give you eight hundred fifty thousand, which is a lot, but. Where I was ranked amongst uh, the 28 starting quarterbacks, they won 32 teams. There was 28. It was right under 1.3 million. So I said, I want market value. Well, we own you. I'm not paying you market value. And then you got a hard-headed Kunas, uh, Cajun. You got a hard, hard-headed old-school general manager, and I wasn't giving in. So you can see how the impasse. I wasn't <laughs> giving in. It took me three years and three months, and then I won the uh, uh, the lawsuit. And then it's treble damage. So I won the antitrust lawsuit, and the rest is history. And all I know, Finks might be the only general manager that ever is bringing back or signing a quarterback for the future and doesn't come to the press conference. You know, in 1991, if 4K and uh, Walsh would have worked out, uh, they never would have brought me back. But they didn't work out in 1990. So in June of 91, I'm going to be the Saints future quarterback and all of a sudden, he didn't want to pay me a million. Uh, you got to pay me almost $1.8 million. And he won't even show up at the press conference. Because Jim Morris said, I will not sign an extension unless you bring Bear back. Uh, you you want to oh, th- th- listen, like Ricky Jackson all said, like, oh, oh, man, uh, Bobby, uh, you know, Mr. Fink's died young. You, you caused that cancer to grow in him. I mean, so I, what? I didn't do anything. I think how crazy that is. Fink was old school, and that's probably why. He didn't become the commissioner. He didn't become the commission because yeah. I think there would, you know, there were, he had some issues with some of the other owners. Well, well and, and you know, Rich, when you talk oh, about, uh, what, they, they were steamed at him because oh, he lost oh, that oh, oh, case. Oh, I, I can tell you, I, I can tell you, uh, uh, Mr. Kraft with uh, with uh, the Patriots and Jerry Jones. There was young business guys. Eddie DeBartolo Jr. at they that time. He did not want a football guy. You know who got hired, and you know why he got hired? Business antitrust lawyer Paul Tagliabue. That's why he became the commissioner over Finks. Now, uh, you had old school, Hugh Coverhouse, Armadale, they love Finks. But the business people in the NFL, they did not want Mr. Finks. And I'm telling you, that, that humbled him and that crushed him. Rich. Yeah. Uh, Paul did a great job. <laughs> Rich, uh, a little bit about Bobby and I were talking about this Joe Gibbs. So you got an opportunity to play for Joe for a year. Uh, if, it was just one year, correct? Uh, but yeah, sort of tell us a little bit about Joe because Bobby and I were talking about that. You talk about underrated coaches. Here's a guy who's won Super Bowls, won it with three different quarterbacks with Theismann, with Doug Williams, with Mark Rippon. And yet, you know, people bring up Parcells and Jimmy Johnson and even Mike Ditka uh, got a lot more ink for winning one. But look what Joe did in the nation's capital. Well, they, they, they talk about Joe Gibbs racing in NASCAR. They don't even talk about, about him NFL. as a coach. Well, how do you – I mean, look, Joe was – I agree with you. I don't know why he didn't get the credit that he really deserved. You know, he, he wins, what, three Super Bowls. 
um, with three different quarterbacks. Right. And he, goes, he retires from that, and he goes and wins three or four NASCAR championships. <laughs> I mean, he's right. the second largest NASCAR <laughs> owner in in the business. And But that's just – I mean, it shows you the leadership skills, the mentoring. The guy is really phenomenal. I mean, I, I, I've told you guys this, but we'd have – you know, when I left the Saints, we had uh, – Bum was the coach who we kind of really didn't – get along great but we had a he called 11 o'clock meeting we'd get in it you know they start the meeting at 11 15 when he got there and by two o'clock we we're off um because he was you know the first race at the track one <laughs> yeah listen so richie had priorities that fairgrounds racing right. man come on well we get to get to washington and <laughs> the quarterback and receiver meetings at 7 30 in the morning and, and they bring in lunch and we don't get home till six o'clock at night and joe's coming out of his office four day, four nights a week he slept there. I mean, he's rubbing his eyes. He slept right. at the office, which they did back then. And so he's, he was so committed and so smart and, and just was a player's coach. And you don't get many of those um, out there. But he really cared about the players. He and Theismann were like Mutt and Jeff. I mean, they did everything together. They thought alike. They did everything. But, you know, we had great talent. I mean, Art Monk and Riggins and Theismann and and uh, who the, the defensive back was? Uh, uh, Daryl Green. Daryl Green. I mean, like, <laughs> you know, we had a lot of talent. So I was very fortunate to at least spend one year up there. We made the playoffs. We won our division, lost in the first round, but it was the closest I got to smell in the playoffs in eight years. <laughs> so I well, was well, 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 Ridge, before we let you run, I mean, to be in the same breath as like Jim Brown, because I think Jim Brown today would be a stud, a running back. Uh, you talk about the best of all time. You look He'd at all the, the great running backs. the best in the NFL today. All the great yeah. running backs well, and all. 80, not at 84 years old, Bob. No, 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 no. But, but what I'm saying, uh, uh, like, if Jim Brown, uh, what he did in the 60s and all, what he did for Cleveland and all that. In his was, prime? In his prime. Oh uh, I mean, uh, he, okay, you, you look at Derrick Henry and what he does with the Titans and all. I mean, I, I, you cannot tell me that Jim Brown – would not be amongst the best. Definitely top three in the whole NFL right now, if not number one. I'm talking about players. I'm not talking about a running yeah, back because yeah, yeah. if it would be uh, running back, he'd be number one. Well, he, players. he'd be a big running back for today's standards. Yes. I mean, he was, he's a big guy and he's just, just a tremendous athlete. And, and obviously a pretty smart guy. He didn't kill himself in the NFL. He played his – kind of did a Barry Sanders or, or Barry Sanders. Yeah, yeah. You know, you have to respect uh, what he's done. And what he did on the field, and, and what he's done. All well, the only thing he hey, would do movies with Raquel Welch. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, good. the only thing, Rich, is now I'm always going to mention uh, your name uh, with Jim Brown. Uh, one of the greatest, uh, you know, anytime you make a Hall of Fame, two of the greatest lacrosse players in history, Jim Brown and Rich Marty. Uh, so, so people don't start quite. That's very kind and, and humbling for me. I mean, it really is. It's, it's very humbling. There was another guy, a Penn State guy, it just happened to be, Cole Hogan. Um, is it Tim Hogan? What's his first name? That played with the, with the Patriots. And he played lacrosse. Chris Hogan. Okay. Chris yeah. Hagan, yeah. Chris. Another Penn State guy. He played lacrosse, except, um, and he played in the NFL, obviously. He was just, he wasn't an All-American in lacrosse. He was, he was, he was, uh, he was here, Bobby, and, you know, the right. some of the other here. Rich, man, congratulations again. Man, we, we're so proud of you, and it's a great accomplishment, and we wish you the very best, buddy. You deserve it. All right, Rich. Thank you so much. Bobby, 
Mike, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. All righty. Rich Morty. Saturday night, he'll be inducted into the Nassau County Lacrosse Hall of Fame. And the only other football player there that Jim he joins Brown. in the NFL is Jim Brown. We'll be back with more Sports Talk here on the Big 870. Welcome back to Sports Talk here on the Big 870. We went a little bit long with Rich. We'll throw it right back to commercial and finish it up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. We're finishing up here on Sports Talk on the Big 870. A couple things I want to bring up, but uh, former Southeastern All-American quarterback Cole Kelly uh, today signed with the Memphis Showboats of the USFL. So Cole gets an opportunity. He was in training camp with Washington, with the Washington Commanders, and he gets another opportunity now in the USFL yeah. with the Memphis Showboats. Well, well Mike, uh, listen, right now, if you're a young up-and-coming quarterback, even like a Chase Forcade from Nickel State, he goes to the Calgary Stampeders, maybe it don't work out. But you just got to keep fighting. Uh, whether it's XFL, USFL, Canadian, or the NFL, you want an opportunity, you get uh, your foot in the door, you look at Brock Purdy. He's Mr. Irrelevant. Mike, you're talking about even the East-West Shrine game. Okay, that's a game that's coming up. They got the East-West Shrine game. They got the Senior Bowl. But just talk about what occurred. And Cole was unbelievable in that game. They they ended up losing the game. But he was fabulous. He outplayed right. Brock Purdy in that game. Okay. Uh, and it's all about uh, you have an opportunity. Do you take advantage of the opportunity? Now, speaking of opportunities, uh, I don't know uh, what this text is. It's like 5143. Bobby, uh, why are you on Caleb Williams that much? <laughs> he played against weak defenses. Uh, you can't put him next to Mahomes. And then he adds on Sean okay, Payton. What, where did Mahomes play? What, okay. what, what great defense? One time okay. he played LSU and what happened? Okay, uh, Pat Mahomes was at Texas Tech, the Big 8. Do they play defense? So that's why when you say, like, Patrick Mahomes in college versus Caleb Williams, okay, you might say Pac-12, uh, the, the 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 big uh, the Big Twelve whatever Mike it's all the same thing. I, I, I get the fact that he didn't play great defenses, but Pat didn't play him either. No, Patrick Mahomes. And when he play played against either. LSU's defense, oh, okay. he was mere mortal and, and in that then, game. And then fifty one forty three goes on to say Sean Payton is the most overrated coach ever. Well, what are you freaking talking about? <laughs> no, he won a Super Bowl. That's now, somebody mad that he uh, left the Saints. No, no, no you want to win two Super Bowls and maybe underachieve like 2011, the NOLA no-call. We should have been at least in three Super Bowls. But when I look at Sean Payton, and what all I know is he was in charge of the offense. And look over a 16-year period. I'm telling you, we'd be almost like shocked if they weren't always in the top five. I got to look at my notes. I got this somewhere. I'm telling you, we were, I want to say out of 16 seasons, we might have been number one. Uh, no, number one, six out of the 16 seasons. Five or six times. They're definitely top three. So when you say Sean Payne's overrated, what the hell are you talking about? No, what are you talking about? You don't realize, okay, you think we just being homers with Sean Payton? Well, why does the whole nation, all the National Football League, put in that light with Sean Payton and getting that kind of recognition? I mean, uh, maybe you don't like Sean Payton because you might think he dissed the Saints. He left the Saints because they didn't have a quarterback post Drew Brees. I don't know where you're coming from. You don't like Caleb Williams. I mean, I, listen. I, I, that one hurts me even more. Because, man, how can you not like that guy no, the I, way he is out no, on that football Okay, field? I, I want to know, 51-43, we leave it tonight. Text me tomorrow who you like. <laughs> you don't like Kayla Williams, you don't like Sean Payne. Just tell me who you like. We'll be back with more sports talk tomorrow. Bobby, ended for us tonight.
All right, bon nuit, les gens. Good night, people. Who the Go Saints. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.